helping you out with your spiritual journey and bringing you all things metaphysical and paranormal. This is Outside the Crystal Ball Podcast with your hosts, Emily Minton and Reverend Ronald Flores. everyone and welcome to Outside the Crystal Ball episode 10. On today's episode we will be discussing the Temperance Tarot card, how to connect to your spirit guides, and what July's full moon means for you. So let's get started. So Ronnie is going to talk to us first about this week's tarot card. We are still working through the major arcana and today is what card? Today is the Temperance card. So in this card it looks like an angelic figure holding two chalices or cups and she's standing in the water and she's also standing on the land, which is the most important part of this card. The way to remember what this card means is that image right there at her feet. It is symbolizing balance. It's symbolizing balance between the earthly realm and the spiritual realm um, and water representing emotion. So creating an emotional balance. In the, the cups, the water is flowing into the cups. We don't know which direction, which is also kind of a metaphor into that too. You kind of don't know which direction you want to go, but you need to create balance before you can actually take that first step. So very simple card. That's all it really represents is balance. If you were to draw this card and you were talking about money or relationships, maybe before you try to change something, maybe you should try to create balance with it. Um, uh, a balance that we all have trouble with sometimes is work and home life. So uh, just start small and, you know, again, if you pull this card for anything, it's going to represent more balance is needed before you can actually move on. Very good. Well, thank Short you for sweet. that. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good card to pull, I think. Mm -hmm. I like that one. Well, you ready to get started with how to connect to our guides? Let's do it. <laughs> So this is a really, really important topic, and I'm very excited to talk about it because really you can, it's difficult to progress with mediumship and psychic things that without having your team on your side and knowing how to connect with them and knowing how to get information and, and ask questions from them. Um, so I want to start just let's talk about who, what are spiritual guides. I know a lot of my... Uh, friends and things that are listening to this sometimes are like, you know, I love the podcast, but some of the terms you use are made are, are foreign to me, mm -hmm. right? So let's start with that. What is a spiritual guide? So a spiritual guide is someone that will assist you basically throughout life, both physical and spiritual. It's an entity or a being that are predetermined before you come into the earthly realm but you will encounter them at different points and times in your life. So for instance, um, you have seven of them, so we should start there, and they all kind of go to the seven chakras, right? And then you will encounter thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, or even millions throughout your lifetime. Um, but the seven main guides kind of stay in your crown chakra, right? They're around there. They, they kind of hover there, and that's where they uh, are. But... Let's say that at age five, you go through something that you really need help with at that point in time in your life, you'll gain a spirit guide for whatever situation that is. 
and then let's say at age 20, you go through another thing. And so you'll have another guide there. And as you go throughout life, you'll actually get to meet these uh, guides throughout um, your lifetime here. And they, they carry with you throughout lifetimes. And so you'll have the same ones, but they'll, they'll be a little bit different in the sense that you'll be going through different situations kind of thing. Right. And I've always understood it that spirit guides are like you have one main one that will stick with you forever, like through mm -hmm. your through your lifetime. And then you have these others sort of like last week we talked about animal guides. Some just come and go. You right. know, you might they may stick around for a few years. They may bring a message and then leave. Right. They may just be, you know, in and out really quick. But I think that, you know, before we carnate here on Earth, I've always learned that you have a contract mm -hmm. with certain guides, you know, the more permanent ones on the other side, that they're going to help you get through this lifetime and learn whatever lesson you are here to learn. Right. And would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier when I said um, they're kind of predetermined before yeah. you come in. That is the contract. Uh, the main guide that, you, that you're talking about, there is a main guide that usually goes to the root chakra. That is the uh, foundation for your guide. So you're absolutely correct in that. Uh, there definitely is one throughout, you know, your entire life. When you meet that guide, though, is is a different story. You may not meet it until a little bit later on, but uh, that one is just kind of there always. It's it's your it's your foundation. Yeah, and it's just very important to understand how supportive this team is. And it's mm -hmm. something that I never realized until I started into this work, you know, pretty heavily that they are your cheerleaders. They're your supporters. They are whatever you need. You can ask them for it. And as long as it is in line with your path, you know, they will answer that question for you. Mm -hmm. um, they do a lot of work, especially interpretation, because the levels of the spiritual realm are God, angels, and guides, right? And your guides are the last stop before it reaches you. So you are their their closest connection. And their bosses are the angels, and their bosses are the, is, is God and stuff like that. So... Um, different levels, but ultimately they interpret a lot of the messages that you get from the spiritual side, but they also interpret your messages from God or your or your angels or whoever, or whatever you believe in. I always call it God, so you can call it your higher self or your divine self or whatever. Um, the label I use is God, not to interfere with anyone's religious beliefs, um, but that's kind of how it operates. And so you need to have a close connection with them in order to understand why you're going through something spiritually, but more importantly, how to kind of um, work through it and, you know, use the tools that they're going to give you and the resources that are most of the time right in front of us uh, to get you through those situations mm -hmm. in life. And a lot of, um, I know I have an opinion about this. I'm going to ask you, can your loved ones that have passed Grandma, grandpa, can they be a guide? They absolutely can. Uh, they can also be angels. I think though, and again, there's no such thing as time in the spiritual realm, but I think uh, after a certain time in, in our realm, they become one of those entities. Not always, but I feel like if you feel that one of your past loved ones is, is a guide or an angel, absolutely. I do believe that that's them calling to you to tell you that. Uh, like my grandmother, when she passed away, there was no connection until she actually came to me and she said, I'm now one of your guides. And so I met one of the guides. I haven't met all of my guides yet, but she now is kind of a guide. 
and I feel like in the next lifetime, like her purpose will be different. Like she won't be a guide. Maybe she'll be an angel or maybe I'll be her guide or whatever. But yeah, she is one of my guides. Now, obviously, if you are given guides at birth, mm -hmm. she can't be one of your main seven, right? No. She, she would be one of the additionals. No, or no. does she kick somebody out and she come can, in? She can most certainly be. Uh, if okay. it's predetermined, then we already know she's going to die at one point in her life. And you don't meet your guides all at one time. So she, I could meet her when I'm 80 for all I know. You know what I'm saying? So she is still predetermined to be your guide, just not at the at that time. Gotcha. Okay. That doesn't make sense? No, it does. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I've just not heard it that way. I've just heard that you have, like, your loved ones cannot be your main guides. That's how I've always heard it. That's why I'm asking. Because here's the thing about this work that we do. Everything is interpreted a certain way. And some people may be given certain information mm -hmm. that other people aren't mm -hmm. for a reason. Mm -hmm. So I just, I like to hear all perspectives on yeah, it. Yeah, and, and I too have even caught myself because I will teach one way, but then 10 years later, I will have learned about that. Yeah. So it's a growing experience, yeah. right? Um, and maybe one time I did actually say that your loved ones can't be guides. I don't know, but... Um, that's, I literally learned that when my grandmother came to me and told me she's a guide. Right. So, and I feel her as my guide. So right. I know she is. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to know how to connect because like once you know what they are and you want to connect and you mm -hmm. want to get that help and guidance, how do you meet your guides? How do you know who they are? <sighs> the easiest way to meet your guides would be if you're going through something and you sense them, obviously. But there's a, a little trick that you can do. So there's a guided meditation that you can do. Uh, I do this for a lot of my clients to meet their guides of walking through the forest and kind of balancing the chakras. And then I'll bring them into a little cabin. And that cabin is basically the guide's house. And it's not necessarily how that works, but visually it helps somebody go back into that place to be able to communicate with their guides, to give it almost a tangible feel, yep. a familiar feel. It's that visualization piece. It is. And the visualization actually is the third eye creating that. Right. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, the little house in the woods or the cabin in the woods or whatever we're calling it is basically where your guides, uh, you know, congregate. When I walk, I have, I'll just say this, when, whenever I've done this meditation with people who haven't met their guides yet, even though they're already there, I never have had someone walk into the house and see all of them. Right. It's always been a, oh, there's, there's a figure standing over here, or there's no figures at all, but never have I had someone walk into the house and completely see mm -hmm. tons of people standing there. Um, and speaking of the guides that come and go, those guides don't actually congregate there. Those guides are more for, they're the smaller helpers. So it goes below that. I guess there's another level below your guides. It's kind of the guides that come and go, the subcontractors, if you will. Um, and they kind of help you with different aspects, the smaller tedious stuff that guides don't want to waste their time with. <laughs> right. And it's, it's true. And that's how I met my guides was through that meditation. Mm -hmm. You guided me through that. And I still, to this day, will use that meditation at times to go and sit with my guides. Now, my little area, my little cabin has turned more into a compound yeah. and there's different buildings now and different ways to talk to them in fields and caves and just, you know, other stuff. Mm -hmm. But that's, um, it's all visualization. And, and when you're, the listeners need to know when you're doing this and you're visualizing this, it's not imagination. Like mm -hmm. it's 
real. Mm -hmm. And that was a big pill for me to swallow. Mm -hmm. That took so long for me to distinguish between this is my imagination and this is what's really happening. I'm not sure. making it up. Yeah. Um, and I was doing the, the biggest kind of, I don't want to say takeaway, but the biggest uh, proof, I guess, is the word I'm looking for, for me that this was real is I was doing the cabin meditation kind of by myself, kind of in the, in the beginning of this whole thing. And I was sitting on my bed and I had my eyes closed and the candles and all the things. And I did the meditation and I was in my cabin and I was on the couch and because my cabin has become very intricate, intricate, by the way, it's got all kinds of stuff now, but I'm sitting on the couch and there's a fireplace. And normally like my grandma may come in and sit by me or, or my aunt, uncle, or a guide and they have a little message. Well, this time my guide came up behind me and I'm struggling with this trust issue, right? As you know, as the listeners probably know by now, cause I keep saying it, I'm skeptical. I, it's hard for me to trust this stuff sometimes mm -hmm. as it is for a lot of people. But my guy came up behind me and kissed me on the top of my head mm. and was just like, you're going to get it. It's going to be fine. And Ronnie, I cried like mm -hmm. a baby and I don't cry. I'm not mm -hmm. a crier. And I just bawled because it was a feeling of love that I have never in my life felt before. And I am loved by a lot of people. Like I, you know, my husband's a great husband. My kids love me. My mom loves me. But this was a different feeling altogether that I've never experienced. Mm -hmm. And that was like, whoa. Like if I didn't know that that love was out there, why do, how do I feel it? Right. You know, if he didn't make me feel that way, how did I feel it? Mm -hmm. So that was right. my, yeah. that was my proof. Yeah, it was your tangible yeah, proof that because was, it was a feeling. Yeah, that was him kicking me in my butt and was like, what more do you need? What more do you need? Yeah. So that was a big takeaway for or a big day for me was was that moment. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Mm -hmm. It was I, really, really I cool. actually also had that experience. Really? They didn't kiss me there, but I remember sitting on my back patio. It was a balcony and I was just sitting there one night and funny enough, I was looking at this tree and I found a face in the tree mm -hmm. and I kept looking at it and trying to connect to it. It was a perfect face. And then all of a sudden I felt this overwhelming flush of my spirit. And I was like, whoa, what's happening? What kind of connection is this? And this was probably only two or three years into my spiritual journey. And then I, I, I heard my guide say, I'm here. Here I am. And this is how I make my presence known because you need to feel me. You need to know what it feels like. And it's pure love. It's right? amazing. It's, it is. And I just cried. And I was right? like... Oh my God, why am I even crying? I didn't know why I was crying. I was just crying. So yeah, I, I have had that. A lot of people have actually had that. They actually consider that spiritual awakening at that point or ascension, which is getting into a whole nother right. thing. But another episode. Yeah, that's that's basically what it is. It is a spiritual awakening. It was, yeah, it blew my mind. And, and that was when I was like, all right, well, here we go. Guess I'm signing up. Yep, that's when you sign. Yeah, that's basically it. Now, I use my guides for everything. And I think some people think, well, you can only, you know, let me start by saying this. I was raised in a, in a religion that you don't ask God for stupid stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You don't ask him for silly little things. And so it took me a little bit of time to start to understand that my guides are okay mm -hmm. with me asking them stupid mm -hmm. stuff, all right? Like they're waiting on it. Now, what I understand is you have to ask your guides for help. Just like you have to ask your angels. They're waiting. They're like ready to go. They got their keys in their hand. They're getting in the car. But you have to tell them to come. Right. Um, I ask them for everything. I mean, it could be 
can you bring financial abundance or can you, you know, help me to find this new job or I need to work on my confidence. Mm -hmm. But it can also be, and I've done this, I really am in a hurry. I need a good parking space today mm -hmm. and I'll get it. And then, I mean, that's the amazing part of guides is you can ask for self-assurance or you can ask for, you know, a, a good parking spot at right. the grocery store Yeah, because you're in a hurry today yep. and it works. Mm -hmm. And they are there for also bigger things too. Like when I was in training, my teacher told me, use your guides for whatever you want. Yep. You will get it. Now, like, okay, so let's take the parking space, for instance, right? That's an immediate, I need right. this. I'm not driving around or I might as well not even ask you. I can, Somebody's eventually going to come out, right? right? But it's that instant confirmation that you get. And, it's, and it really helps to start asking maybe on your way to that store mm -hmm. so that they can, you know, make sure that nobody's free will is interfered with. There are spiritual universal laws that have to be followed, which is a whole nother, another episode again. And uh, so... And, and so that creates that trust, right? Because when you get there, there it is. There it is. Um, and then there are the bigger things in life, the life lessons that you don't instantly get. Mm -hmm. So I don't want everybody to think that guides are just there to give you instant results because that is not the way that it works. If you, A, if you deserve it, and B, if it is predetermined, then you will get it. It just depends on if you are ready for that or not, right? you have to kind of be on the same page as your guides because if you're not then obviously things are not going to seem like you know they're working in your favor when in reality they kind of are so uh bigger things would be i don't know what's a bigger thing that people usually uh want to um a lot of people will ask for a love to come into their life or right. exactly yeah. finances to it, be abundant right yeah relationships all the time all the time all the time and so I keep telling people, I'm like, well, you want a relationship, that's your ultimate goal. So you kind of manifest that and write and, and your guides help you along that journey to manifest that. But as I always say, when you skip ahead, they'll knock you back until you're ready for it because they know when you're ready. And so you have to work with them, not against them. That's the most important thing. Your guides are there to help you. Absolutely. And you can ask them for a front door parking space. You can ask them for free fries in the drive-thru, you know, whatever. <laughs> just make sure that you're, you're truly connecting to them. You're not just like, oh, I'm going to have free fries today at Burger King. You know, I want them in my bag. Give them to me. Right. No, no. That's They're going to back up and be like, well, first of all, we need to manifest some new attitude. Right. right? <laughs> They will get you. So be very careful. Have good intention behind it, you know, and make sure that you interfere with no one's free will because mm -hmm. they're not going to interfere. I cannot say that. Interfere Inter with anyone else's free will. It's not going to happen. So if you think that's how it works, it's not. Right. I'm just being, and yeah. Like at the parking space thing, like if you get there and there is no parking space, it doesn't mean your guides aren't working on that. It just means that there was somebody that needed it more than you did. Yep, that's it. And, and that kind of goes back to the spiritual laws and blah, blah, blah. But you you have to kind of take that into consideration too. Just be grateful for what you get and that's just not your day. Yeah. Try again tomorrow, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah, I, I think that, and we're going to talk about this on the next episode, is the different signs that you can ask for from your guides as well. Because they will provide that to you. And I, I use that all the time. Um, my biggest way to communicate with them, though, and to, to talk to them is through meditation. What mm -hmm. other 
Are there are there other ways to communicate with your guides other sure. than meditation? Yep. If you let's say you've done the meditation enough times and you're comfortable walking into that house, you can visualize your you can pick a guide. Also, too, since they are related to the the chakras, the different colors and stuff like that, that's a connection to them. But if you're talking about more like uh, meeting them as you would in that cabin. It's kind of, if you try to take the spiritual and throw it into the physical world, it does not necessarily going to work like that. Um, so yes and no. You can see them being represented throughout your life through the day by signs, mm -hmm. right? Like uh, a lot of people see butterflies and think of deceased loved ones, but butterflies could also represent a guy or a certain bird or a certain color or a time on the clock or whatever. So it's, it's, it's important for you to uh, differentiate, well, Actually, it's a sign, period. It doesn't matter uh, whether or not it's your your guide trying to manifest. I almost said physically manifest, but you can't. So I guess the answer to that is kind of no. You can't it's kind physically of a visual, manifest. visualization yeah. thing. That's why I was asking because I, I don't connect to them usually outside right. of meditation too much. Right. Other than signs and things like that. But as far as going and seeing them and getting direct answers, that's where I do it. Yeah. And, and right now... I, I, right now, I'm not in a cabin. Right now, I'm in like core of like a temple-y cave kind of situation. Where that came from, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just they show this to me. And literally, I walk in and they are on it. They are in a row. And I just mm -hmm. ask questions. And they, whoever has that answer, if whatever guide is in charge of that, yeah. will, will throw me the answer. And I'll probably say cabin, not to interfere with your cave, because I believe that you can see it either yeah. way. But it's just the label that I use as a common source, right? Absolutely. Something that people know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, well, I still yeah. use the cabin quite a bit. Too. Right. Yeah. So. Absolutely. But as you meditate more and more, I think things evolve and things change a little bit. Oh, and your, yeah. your cabin might become a mansion. Your yeah. cabin might become a cave. It might become a boat. It might become whatever they want you to see, whatever that is important to you. Because mine... Mine changes, right? Just like my guides change, you know. They're they're gonna they're gonna do that. It's so funny that my guides just showed me this image because guides have humor, right? They keep you on your feet. Oh yeah. So we were talking about how to. We were just having this conversation about how you can manifest your guides in the physical, which you can't, right? Because mm -hmm. the spiritual and the physical don't mesh, or they don't mix. They run parallel. And my guide said, well, hell no, because you could go into your cabin and see walls full of gold and you could just take it and manifest it back into the, <laughs> in the thing. So it was a little funny joke that they were showing me. So, Why can't yeah. we do that? <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> and, and yeah. So. Yeah. No. My, my newest, I, I, I got a new guide, I don't know, maybe a year ago, mm -hmm. nine months ago. And. He presented when when I went into me because I, I had I had done some some spiritual work and I had found out that I have a new guide and so I kind of went into this meditation to meet him and he showed himself and, and keep in mind my guides I might have uh, an indigenous person I might mm -hmm. have um, someone who is Middle Eastern I might I mean they're they run the gamut right but th this guy presented himself in a tux in a top hat. And I didn't get, I got a feel like he was more of like a Southern person. I'm like, what, what's happening? What's happening here, friend? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, first impressions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, they, ha they have. They and I've never seen him in a tux again, yeah. like ever. Now yeah. he has like a trucker hat, you yeah. know? So it's it's funny how they, they do stuff like it that. It is. Uh, yeah, it's really, really cool. It's something that you guys need to to definitely work on if you're beginning this journey because they're going to help you so much. They're going to help you trust. They're going to help you with signs. They're going to help you um, 
with, with all of these pieces that we're going to be going through over the next several episodes of how how to do this work. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're there to, to guide you and help you. And if you guys ever need help uh, walking through that meditation, you can go to rayronaldflores.com and book an appointment. And I'd be more than happy to assist you with that. So yeah. I do offer that as a service. Just uh, let me know. And I highly recommend it. Like I said, that's he started me back, back down this path. And that, that meditation is what got me to where I'm going, you yeah. know, where, where I am and where I'm, I'm going. So I recommend it completely. It's really, really good. Well, if you guys have any questions about this, if you uh, want to know more about it, a specific piece that maybe we didn't hit on, please email us. We're going to be doing a Q&A show in the future, and we need to gather the cues. So mm -hmm. any questions you have, you can email us outside the crystal ball at gmail.com. Um, you can direct messages on Facebook, Instagram, send us those questions and we're going to put together a show and just answer your questions for you because that's, we're here to help you. We're here to help you get down this, this path. Um, but before we do that, we are going to talk about tonight's full moon. Okay. I love the full moon. As you can tell, when you walked in my front door this morning, mm -hmm. I had crystals all outside because <laughs> I forgot to bring them in. Yeah. But, um, and I actually saw the moon last night. I was, isn't it beautiful? yeah, I, I looked outside and it was like a orangish color. Uh, it was beautiful. And I could just feel though that it felt, it actually did look so much closer to the earth. I don't know what it was, but it was huge. So it's called the buck moon. This this one is called the, the full buck moon. And it was called the buck moon because at this point in the year, according to the farmer's almanac, the male deer antlers have completely grown in. So that's where it got its name from. Um, also, it's the big moon. It's the closest that the moon is going to be orbiting to earth for this entire uh, calendar year. It's about 14,000 miles closer wow. to Earth than it normally is. And that just has to do with the fact that our orbit is elliptical. And when the moon gets close, you know, as it's getting to the part of the elliptical orbit, it kind of contracts the Earth a little bit, which causes our tides and things like that. Mm -hmm. But the um, moving on past that, sorry, science class. Um, <laughs> Um, so the, the moon is a little bit closer to us right now, which makes it look bigger and big moon equals big energy. Mm -hmm. So this is a great time to do spiritual work last night and tonight, July 3rd, big, big energy out there. Um, the bug moon symbolizes just an abundance of nature, how wildlife thrives right now. It's the summertime, spring just happened. Babies were born, plentiful food for the, for the animals out there. We have a deer that lives in our front yard right now that comes out all the time. Um, it's just a really, really, really good time um, for, for nature right now. And it's a good time for us to take advantage of mm -hmm. that energy. Yeah, there's a lot that you can do with the full moon. Mm -hmm. Tons. I mean, Louis literally would talk for hours. Um, we could talk for hours about the, the amount of things that you can do with that energy. Sometimes, actually, I was just showing you my wand earlier. Yeah. I'm going to pull that out and yeah. let everybody see real quick. Because I do like to um, soak up some of that energy. So this is my wand. And when there is a full moon, sometimes, not every full moon, but I will point it toward the moon and allow it to actually absorb instead of send out. So I change the direction of the wand to um, be a sponge, basically. And it kind of charges it. I could leave it out in the moon and mm -hmm. let it charge itself because it's a purple amethyst. It's just a regular stone. But... 
I like the feeling of soaking in that energy. And I kind of, you know, take some for myself too. So, uh, plus it, it kind of builds my relationship with my wand and stuff like that. So wands are a really good tool to use for the full moon. Um, another great thing. Are we even getting into that yet? About what to do for the full Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to jump ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, another really great thing to do for the full moon is rituals and meditations. Mm -hmm. And the, the reason for the meditation is, again, that energy is so... Uh, prominent within you know the earth and, and stuff at that point that you soak up that that energy you reconnect you ground it's a really good grounding uh, tool to use whenever there is a full moon but the rituals that you do um, I like to do the burning ritual like where you write what you want to manifest and what you want to get rid of in your life and I write those down on a list and I will burn it under the full moon usually at the peak of the full moon. And since it's like a three-day thing, it would be day two-ish, kind of like, like, I don't get it down to a science. I just use like, you know, general whatever. But uh, yeah, it's a really good time to do the burning ritual. I always tell people to do that. So if you wanted to do that, here's a way that you can. Take two pieces of paper and at the top of that paper, one of them write things I want to manifest or create. And then on the other paper, you want to, um, things that I want to get rid of in my life or, you know, delete or whatever you want to call it. And then write down just a few things that you want to manifest and be very specific and be very careful because when you ask, um, for something, you just might get it and everything that comes with it. So think about all of the consequences of asking for that. And then I would only say do like one, two, or three, don't go crazy with it because you don't want to manifest so much within a month. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be within a month. You can write down a specific time frame. But generally, if you're going to do this during the full moons, they happen once a month. So, you know, uh, be very careful about the time and, and the details and things like that. On the list that you want to get rid of, again, it's the same concept except the opposite. Things that you want to get rid of in your life, be very specific, be very careful about what you ask for because, again, you will get it and then some. So, and then I like to actually uh, meditate on them. So if I hold them in my hand uh, one at a time, I kind of visualize those manifestations happening. Same with the get rid of list. I, I visualize those things leaving my life. And then I like to put them in an envelope to seal them. And then I kind of do it again real quick. I just put my energy into them and then I burn them. And during the burning process, I again, visualize again. So I'm visualizing like three times. So it better happen, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but it's important to do that because you are then manifesting that. And you're speaking of your guides, they're actually kind of taking that energy and running with it because, you know, they're kind of proud that you're asking them for help because in reality, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Absolutely. So those are my main full moon rituals that I like to do. What I like to do is obviously I put my crystals out in the moon. Um, last night I went, oh, it's a full moon. And I come in here and I start collecting things. And my my kids go to their room and get their stuff out of their window. I mean, I don't have to tell them anymore. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh. <laughs> So we put everything out there in, in the moonlight. You can also make moon water. Mm -hmm. um, that's a good time to do that. You just pick a, a bowl of water from your sink and, and put it out in the moon and it charges that water and you can use it for rituals or, or cleansing your stones throughout the month or, or whatever you want to use it for. Um, but other than that, I, I go out and I journal. So it's kind of the same thing. I do meditation journaling. So I journal my intentions and I journal things that I want 
to leave my life. So what's not serving me? Like kind of really reflect on that. What relationships, what projects, what what things are not serving me that I need to, to let go of? And then the rest of this lunar cycle will be me trying, you know, me releasing that. So right. hopefully by the time the new moon comes around, that's out of my life. My new intentions have been manifested and I can start over. Mm-hmm. So that's really the way that I, I handle the full moon. Um, I like the burning ritual. I think that's really, really mm-hmm. good. But yeah, I think it's a lot of journaling, a lot of reflecting, and a lot of getting ready to release what you don't need anymore. Right. And you know, too, um, you can, you don't have to in the envelopes that I use, like there will be times, sometimes, not all the time, that I'll put items in there that can be burned, obviously, um, with the letter, and I'll let that kind of go. Like, for example, I've never done this, but this is really uh, a good example for people who want to bring in a relationship or get rid of a relationship. You could put roses Um, You could put a picture of someone, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to do, you can also include that too. Yeah, absolutely. Now the full moon is a great time to to do a lot of good spiritual work. Full moon, new moon are really, really good for that. So when new moon comes around, we'll do another episode about how to how to handle that energy. Yeah, and speaking of energy, uh, house cleansings too. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. this is a really good time for that. Yeah, and it's a good time to or it's a good way to remember to clean spiritually cleanse your house once a month when mm-hmm. the full moon comes. Oh, it's time to cleanse the house. Just like you said, your kids now just grab their, their right. stuff and right. So you're, you're on that schedule. So, but it is a really good time to, to cleanse the house. Yeah. And yourself. Like yeah. if, if you haven't say like smudged yourself right, in a while yeah. Yeah. or take a, take a bath. Yeah. Take a bath once a month. Once a month. No, <laughs> just kidding. But yeah. Uh, it is. It's a good way to remember stuff. All right, guys. So I guess that's all for today. Again, if you have any questions about what we talked about today, feel free to reach out. You can reach us at outside the crystal ball at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us, Instagram message us, whatever platform you use. Uh, don't forget to listen to um, the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on a couple different yeah, ones. Yeah, we're on a lot of different ones. And please, please, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to it. I know it sounds so cliche and kind of you know, you hear it on all the podcasts, but it is how we get out there to other people and get our name out there um, so we can reach more more audience members and help yeah, more people. Sure. All righty, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Can't wait to see you in the next one. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.